evening. Welcome to the seven edge. I'm Josh Edwards, as always. If you've been here before, you know me. If you haven't, welcome to the show. Tonight we get the pleasure of Fat Boy Fade Away, Darren, joining us to talk everything MLB tonight. Darren, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. Monday night here. Get a little chance to talk baseball here for a little bit with you. Yeah, maybe we can get on you talk about your Cardinals here for a second as well, too. Have a couple questions for you about them. But yeah, looking forward to uh, maybe a maybe a maybe a little stress reliever later in the pod uh, podcast as well. So looking forward to talking a little baseball with you. I've been doing basketball for such a while, but my Warriors hey. are out of it now. So I'm I'm, I'm good to go baseball wise now, man. I'm recovering. This is now my this is my the only time. The only time I rooted for the Warriors when you I needed you guys to beat LeBron, the king of flops, the bum. And we don't come through for you. <laughs> just, oh, man. One time I rooted for the Warriors, and it just doesn't happen for me. But as long as the bum doesn't get the championship, I'm fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll be rooting for Jimmy and Nico's Nuggets right now. That's who we're rooting for. Golly, that's going to be tough to do, too. But I guess I'm going to have to. Not many, yeah. not many options. Yep. <laughs> Unless Boston goes. I mean, I'll have to root for Boston, but that's okay. I can root for Boston because Jason Tatum's there, and he's a St. Louis kid, so I'd be all right so with what, that. So what are you doing with Dallas and Seattle with uh, the hockey? Is there any – you have any implications there? I'm rooting for Seattle because I hate Dallas. Right. Gotcha. Um, they're, they're one of our rivals. So um, uh, Jaden Schwartz plays for Seattle, and so does um, Vince Dunn, uh, former Blue players. So I, um, I wouldn't mind seeing those two guys get another ring, uh, championship, hoist the cup, do the whole nine yards. That's funny because I got to go to Dallas because of Pavelski here with the San Jose, uh, you know, connection there, being the captain out here. So that's where I got to go. <laughs> you know, Pavelski's had a really good career. I, I couldn't get mad if he got a Stanley Cup, but it would, it would hurt my soul um, to see Dallas win. I'm sorry, I'm out of focus really bad. Like I'm super right. out of focus. But I, uh, um, you can hear me. Yeah, me, which I, I is all it's important. <laughs> yeah, no, I can hear you. I can hear you. That's funny. Yeah, no, I was just thinking about that idea. That's funny. It's rough, man. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, the playoffs have been good so far. So uh, Toronto's out of it. So I'm good with that. Uh, I don't know. I get. I really don't have a horse in the race right now, so I guess I'll be rooting for Florida, really, when it comes down to it, because yeah, they're from the other conference. Uh, they have Kachuk, um, and I'm a Matthew Kachuk fan. So There you go. I like that. I like that. Florida, Carolina. Sure the NHL the oh, yeah. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we need, is there anything in football we can cover before we get into baseball? Yeah, we could probably talk a little XFL. No, there's no kidding. real big yeah, news. Let's, let's talk a little baseball here for sure. No, it's good doing over that stuff. Don't get uh, me hey. started on the XFL. The St. Louis no, Battlehawks no, got screwed, <laughs> got royally screwed. They were the best team out there, the best offense. They won basically every award, and they didn't even get the playoffs because of the stupid way the XFL has it set up. You have to like. You'll have to. I'll have to be. I'll have to tune in to talk in the gridiron that next one then to find out what the what the one they have on there how the rules work in that regard. My brother brought it up for winners and losers of the week, so he, we did talk a little XFL last week on the Fat Boy Fade Away for sure. But I am glad we're doing a little baseball, man. My my team's not doing so well, but I always like talking baseball with you. 
Hey, well, you're fantastic, and you cover enough of it that you you're you're good to have on because you're a little bit everywhere. So um, let's start first topic tonight. I want to talk about the Pirates. Uh, the Pirates were red hot to start the season, and they were leading the division, uh, and they've just gone on this massive nosedive where they lost. Um, I think at one point they lost 10, 11 games in a stretch. And I was like, oh, no. I feel bad for Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, but being a Cardinal guy, I need everybody in front of us to lose, and that's everybody in the division right now. So <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think happened over there in Pittsburgh? Is it just the normal what we see the Pirates do every year? They come out the gate hot and then they fall off. Is this just a, a slump for the young guys on that team? Uh, I mean, they gave Brian Reynolds a huge contract. Yeah. I mean, what do you think's going on over there in Pittsburgh? Well, I'm going to, so like, they're a young team. They're trying to figure things out, right? So when you're, and you get off to this hot start, sometimes expectations change a little bit more than they should. And I, I think the fact they got off to, I think it was a 20 and nine start. I believe that's what it was. I, you know, that's yeah. gonna, I, that wasn't realistic. I think last time I was on with you, that might have been when that, well, that's when their record was. And I expected the Brewers to take over a little bit more. And they are now because, I mean, Let's be realistic. They had to go to Tampa Bay. And it's not necessarily who you play. It's when you play them. Tampa Bay is better than any team in the league when they played them on May 2nd. They get swept there and Tampa. Then they got to play to Toronto. That's no slouch. Okay. Then they go to call. Then they play Colorado and Baltimore. And you're like, oh, they'll rebound. But the problem is when you're playing team, when you, when you're already losing five out of six, it doesn't matter who you lost to already. And then you're going to play bad teams. It's not like, Oh, automatically turn it on. I hate that little saying in baseball. It's like, no, that's why baseball, every pitch matters. That's why people don't understand that. That's why people that are into the game, they're obsessed with every little detail because that's what matters. It plays out over time. So I feel like for the pirates in particular, they just ran into a tough part on their schedule. To me, it's going to be, how do they rebound in July and August? That's going to be the big months for me with them. Fair enough. So uh, if they have a really bad May and bad June, they're out of it anyways. Um, no, I know, but I, most but I guess I mean like with June, like if you of course if you go like if you lose ten out of eleven, I mean me and I mean but of course you're out of it. But you know what I mean? Like I feel like they could stay five hundred in June. Like that's what I expect them to do. Oh yeah. And then come June, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like can they go twenty and nine again? Like do they have that spurt into them? I feel like they're more like a seventeen win month top team in that regard like i don't know if they can get to 20 again in that regard like i don't because don't you feel like they'll be i would think they would become sellers more at that point but if i'm looking to answer your question as a contender to me that's I mean, what i'd have to see play out i don't think they have a whole lot to sell on because they're so young and they just wrapped up their best overall player to an eight-year contract um they got keller the pitcher who's pitching super super well I mean, he has been incredible. I think he's got the most he's got the most strikeouts on looking. Damn. Non-swinging strikeouts uh, in the MLB so far this year, and he's like 30-something plus on that. So um, he's been ridiculous. I don't know what the contract situation is. I, I don't know much about the guy. But I guess that would be somebody they could probably get really good return on if they wanted to be sell at the deadline. I still don't think the Pirates – are going to be a bad team this year. I think they come back out of this. Uh, Brian Hayes is still young, still learning. He's really, really good defensively. He's quick on the bases. Um, everything's kind of rolling for them up until this last, you know, two weeks. Uh, I'm not too worried about them. I still think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be a division contender come the end of the year. Might be one of the things that 
with the NL East doing with everything that's going on in the NL East right now, um, and with the NL Central being what it is. Yeah, I mean, I can see them getting into a wild card spot, especially if the West keeps beating itself up. I mean, let's be honest, the Dodgers just took the first first place spot in the NL West, so there's a lot going on, here. and it's a, and this is why I love baseball. Baseball is it's not the only sport, but it's the it's the only professional sport that plays 160 games in a year, 162. Um, <laughs> you know, the closest you got to that is basketball play half, and then football plays 17. Um, yeah, granted, I mean, every sport has its own pieces. Like football is obviously a much more physical sport, but let's be real: hockey makes hockey players make football players look like pansies because they do it for six straight months, and football does it once a week for four months. Um, nothing against football players; some of my biggest idols are football players, but hockey players are definitely tougher. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, you just took my NASCAR line I used on Twitter today. With all due respect. I didn't see this, but what was it? I have, I have not been on Twitter. So. I said, with, with all due respect, that's what it was, with all due respect. <laughs> oh. Hey, man, these, these NASCAR dudes fight in the pit last week. Um, Ross Chastain and Noah Gragson or Grogson or some some guy punched him right in the face after the race. It was pretty funny. I did. Yeah, those, guys are, those guys don't mess around. No, dude, these guys do go 200 miles an hour in a car that could blow up at any given second, and the way they race is insane. Uh, yeah, exactly. Every so, I guess going to that is every professional sport has its has its niches and has its different things, and they're all tough in their own way. Um, yeah, physically, I think hockey is the toughest. Football would be second toughest. Basketball is for the weak minded and the weak physically, in my opinion. <laughs> Not as weak as soccer, though. Josh, I'm gonna no comment. Less is more on this. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to draw you out with that. Like, less is more. Uh, but no. we're all sports fans here. It's okay. Okay to disagree. It's the best part about doing it. Um, but what about the New York Mets? Like fourth place in the NL East? Like for real? The Mets? who have $86 million tied up in two pitchers who have produced just under 30 innings for them this year. I mean, we all said that the Mets were going to be good during the regular season and they would come playoffs. The way they're playing, they may not make the playoffs, and they have the by far largest payroll in the MLB. I don't know. I I expect them to make a run. I at some point here, like they just seem like they just they just have that. They kind of like the way their season's going. They just kind of feel like they're going to have it. But there is that Mets aura that makes everybody feel a little hesitant with that. Like thought, like oh wait, you know they're the Mets, so they're not going to. I just trust Scherzer and Verlander a little too much. I think they. I feel like they getting healthy is going to make the biggest difference for me, Josh. Uh, I, I, the hitting to me will come around. I don't know, man. Like I just feel them having a Cardinals type run second half to give you a little home, little homer perspective. That's what I feel for the Mets here. Dude, they lost ten to three to the Washington National Day. I know, I know. Ten to three. I know, I know. It can be bad. It can be bad. That's that's rough. It can be bad. I saw that. I looked down there. I don't feel great about saying that after tonight's game, but I'm just telling you. 
I think they have a run in them. That's all I'm going to say. I think they have a run in them. But right now, they suck. They can't do anything. The injuries are adding up. It does feel like at this point they're like a little desperate right now. I'm just kind of looking ahead to the baseball gods and how they figure things out. But I just feel like right now they're they're definitely are out of loop. Like I bucked when I would watch their game the other day. It does feel like what Scholzer doesn't have the best feel for his team right now at all. No, not at all. I mean. I think any team in the MLB would be lucky to have Buck Walters as a manager. At least 25 of the teams in the league. Uh, he has this star-studded lineup that has buttloads and buttloads of money thrown at it. All these guys think they are it. And, you know, I've said this a lot about team sports um, over the past year of doing this podcasting with all y'all. I don't care how much money you spend on your payroll. I care what the camaraderie is like in the locker room or in the clubhouse. This team, the New York Mets, don't seem to have it. I mean, all – I mean, kudos to the owner of the Mets for going out and just shelling out money to go put together a fantasy team uh, in real life yeah. <laughs> and get to watch them play. Yeah. Um, but it's just – it's just not coming together. And, and you know – not to relate this back to hockey, but this was the problem with the St. Louis Blues this year. You know, there was a little bit of disruption in the locker room. Tarasenko had been waiting on a trade. O'Reilly was there, had, didn't have a contract before the season started. And there was no veteran. It didn't seem like anybody wanted to take a veteran leadership role in the Blues organization this year, and the team just crumbled apart. And the Blues were supposed to be a good team this year, and they were jumped. I mean, they got the 10th pick in the draft coming yeah. up. So um, I wonder if that's going to be kind of a similar situation the Mets are going to go through this year. They got all the money. They got all the talent in the world, but they're just not jiving. I do believe, like you do, that they are going to put some big run together, and they're going to charge back to the uh, competition within the front of the division. I don't think the Braves are getting touched, even after the horrible weekend they had. Um, I mean, sweeping the Braves is super hard. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I just – the Mets will get up higher than where they're at now. They're definitely going to finish above the, the Marlins. They're going to finish above the Nationals. I don't see why they wouldn't finish in front of the Phillies, but the Phillies did what they did last year. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of a shot in the dark right now. It's, it's not shooting fish in a barrel like it normally is for these high-powered teams. No, I, I respect that. Thought. I, I, think, I just think the Mets with – I mean, like we said, we're a month and a half in. I just – I don't know. I don't trust some of the teams ahead of them. There's, like you said, there's more wild card spots now, um, and I just feel like they'll figure it out. And I, I just trust too many of the, of the of the pitchers on their staff, the starting staff especially. And I, I still like Lindor a little bit. I know he's been kind of iffy with them, um, but I just still like them to make a little run here. No, absolutely. Um, Let's talk about San Diego real quick because I know you're out there in California. You probably have a better beat on what's going on than I do currently. I mean, they're a sub-500 team. Yep. They have, again, one of the highest payrolls in the league. You'd think this team, the way you see them interact with each other, at least on the national stage out here in the Midwest, they look like they have their mojo. They look like they're together. Mm-hmm. Um, what What's going on for the Padres right now? Is it just pitching? Is it, is it not offensive production? Is it when one's good, the other's bad? I mean – can you can you give me and, and our listeners a little bit more insight in what's going on out there on the West Coast? 
Yeah, when I watched them play, I watched a lot of their – I saw a few of their games this weekend against the Dodgers in particular. I see them play against the Giants a little bit. Um, it seems like a little bit what you said when their pitching is on, the hitting is off. Like, it does sound like, well, that's that's pretty obvious. No, but it does It does sometimes, you know, when a, when a hitter when the hitting's on and they get a couple games with eight runs and they still lose with nine, those are games you should have won with eight. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that that throws off the cycle of how you're supposed to win games. And that is what they're on a little bit. Like, I mean, that's the true fact. And then when they're pitching well, they give up three runs. They got to win those games. They got to win those games with two of their offenses getting one. That's the cycle. And, of course, you lose one of those once in a, once in a while. But if you're a good team, you've got to win more of, the, more of those than you don't. And that's what the Padres are falling into. And then they're starting to get into this trap of where they're going to be around 500 if they fall into this cycle. I still believe they'll kind of pick it up a little bit here towards the summer months, get a little bit more, kind of get a little juice going here towards June. But um, it, it when I did watch them play, it does seem like they're a little eh right now, right? They're mi- they're mixing to TCN a little bit. The weird – I like what you said about the chemistry. It does seem like it's good. So that's where I kind of feel like, okay, we're going to still be fine moving forward. But right now it does seem like the play on the field just isn't mixing up day to day because the reality is the pitchers and hitters, they got to be together. Very much so, unless your offense is just so explosive, which on paper, the Padres offense is that explosive. They should be cover, be able to cover any deficit that the pitchers put out there. But uh, I'm really kind of disappointed in the team at this point Absolutely. in the season. I mean, Arizona's ahead of them now. There were a few of us on the network that in our season pre, we could, we, there were a few of us that said, hey, watch out. D-backs are going to be sneaky good. I didn't think they were going to be this sneaky good this early in the season. I thought they were going to kind of come on, you know, middle of June, July. Um, but they're still up there. They are two games, three games behind the Dodgers out of first place right now. Uh, they're four games up on the Padres. So, like, right now, the West is the Dodgers and the D-backs. Um, the Dodgers have finally found their rhythm. They had a very, very rough start. They, they were sub-500 for the first three weeks of the season. Um, I get my first look at the Dodgers – uh, this weekend when they come to St. Louis and they are the team I ended up drawing in our preseason. Pick. So uh, I don't know, man. I, I know I'm impressed. I, I'm, I'm excited to watch this um, Outman kid because I drafted him in fantasy and he's been tearing it up for me. Um, but the, the Dodgers are what the Dodgers are. The Dodgers are going to continue to be what they've been for the last few years. I mean, Kershaw is a gym and we will go to, Easily is one of the greatest pitchers of all time, and arguably the great generation. Um, yeah. And when you got that kind of leadership and that mentality and that focus in the clubhouse, that makes everybody else. Uh, tons of other talent on Dodgers. Not as much talent as they have had in the past, but they're a really, really good team. Will Smith is phenomenal catcher. Um, is he the best defensive catcher out there? No, but he's really good defensively, and he swings a heck of a bat. So. Cardinals are going to have a tough uh, series with the Dodgers this weekend. Um, and probably the happiest moment in that series is going to be the fact that uh, <laughs> in St. Louis, they're going to be celebrating the uh, 2013 NLCS win of Dodgers weather. And t- so that's there going to be go. fun. Um, Colorado, Colorado is Colorado. The San Francisco is doing kind of where we kind of all predicted San Francisco to be. Yep. But Arizona, man, Arizona. I mean, I really was hoping to get Josh Lewis on so he could kind of – 
do I trust them? No. Yeah. Okay. They're so young, you don't have to trust them because they know what they don't know, and they only know what they know, and they will ride the wave. And as long as the wave doesn't get too low, pitching's good enough to keep them right where they need to be at, which is yeah. I hear you. have to be, and when you get a group of young guys together who are feeling each other, I mean, that rhythm can go at any given time. Yeah, no doubt. I, 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 yeah, no, I hear you. I saw them play this weekend against the Giants. They did, you know, quite, you know, we did quite well against them in some regard. They won the last game two to one in a walk off there. Um, yeah, I worry about their hitting moving forward. Understandable. I completely understand that. Pitching is solid. And that's going to keep me in games in baseball. I mean, if you're pitching that stays at or above water level, you're going to be fine. You're going to be competitive. Um, While we're on the West, let's switch over. No, I drew the Dodgers. I'm just messing with you. (laughs) Oh, that's I wish I would have drawn the D-backs. have been more interesting. I I could tell. I could tell. (laughs) <laughs> I I picked the uh, D backs to be a sleeper team to get the playoffs. So yeah, no, I, I always make I just, one outlandishly weird pick. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I, so let's talk about the, let's talk about the AL West for just a moment because we're going to come back to the AL West later in the show, anyways. Is Texas for real? Are the Rangers really doing what we predicted last year that they were going to do this year? Like. Are we going to have a long-term prediction from VSN come true? <laughs> I picked him to get second place this year, finish to the Astros. It's fun. I, I think – and DeGrom has been out. He really hasn't pitched very much, Josh, in this whole season. He really has no, not he hasn't. been. He hasn't been a big part of it. But Simeon's been the best player in baseball the last 30 days at shortstop. Uh, Seager's been out too, so you got to keep that in it. But like I said, John Gray, he's kind of been iffy. They kind of their their schedules got a little bit better too. Let's kind of you know, let's not forget about that. It's got a little bit easier there. And the, the main thing for the Rangers has always been their bullpen. Like at the end of the day, their pitching has always been pathetic, and they're getting better pitching right now. Their bullpen's coming through, and that's where Bochy's coming up big. He's always been good with the pitching staff. I mean, all the way back to the Padres. Obviously, as out here in the Bay Area, you see him enough with the Giants. We saw that. He just has a feel for it usually for the most part. You know, he does. He, his bullpens are always pretty good. Like, you know, just how I don't know how he does it, but he just has a feel for when the guy's having a good day, what matchups are good. And um, to his credit, they're in first place here, and I do think it's real, Josh. I do think this is a team that could actually go to first place. I had the Astros down as one of my notes as struggling. While I listen yes. to Susie and their podcast all the time. And uh, I said it when, I, when she was on with, Josh Lewis here, one of the times I said, I said, I think Abreu is one of my biggest question marks at the beginning of the year, too. You know what I mean? Like, I always question when older players move teams, and he's not been very good for him this year as well. So I think the Rangers can legitimately get this. You know, I really hope so, because it makes me look smarter than I deserve to look. Um, and it unseats Houston, which makes me super happy, because then I get to message Susie and go, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, we'll come uh, on your podcast. We'll come on. We'll come on. <laughs> hey, I've been trying to get her on for a minute. She is super busy with everything she's got going on. Um, so I'm giving her a pass right now. Dang. But um, if she doesn't come on when we play Houston on the, on the birds at Bush, I'm going to have a problem with her. There you go. 
Um, you know yeah, she'll be I mean, watching. <laughs> oh yeah, I know she'll be watching. I want to. I want to do a live reaction with her. Like I'm. In my, I'm here. She's in Texas. We watch the game together and we discuss it as it goes on. I would love that. That's funny. Um, the AL Central is boring. They're, they're even more boring than the NL Central. How about Correa? I had him down as a note, though. I had him down like he's been terrible. And all of a sudden, he gets a little bit hot this week. To me, I always said he was the player I was going to watch the most this year because of his of the two contracts. That's pretty unique. You never get that turned down. No. And the Twins are in first place. They got Correa on a $75 million discount. They ended up there in first place right now for them. If you're a Twins fan or the Twins organization, you're just like, hallelujah right now. Could they get any better? Well, I mean, yeah. if you guys could actually, you know, win something in the playoffs, it could. But it's been a while since they've done that. I think that but they got a superstar for a massive discount that they're willing to keep. And I don't know. Maybe it will come back to burn them in a year or two. But I'm just saying, like, who cares? Like, it's, it's a big discount. And for the Twins, what's the – I mean, that's great. I mean, who's the last superstar they had? Uh, Mauer? Mauer, right? Yeah, I mean, I always like Tory Hunter, obviously. Those guys, oh well, yeah, you got to throw a little props out to those guys too. So. But Mauer is the one that jumps out to me when I think twin. Well, like, yeah. So we're both in our mid thirties. When I hear twins, the guy I can think of first is Mauer. Second, who's that? Who's the other part of the Eminem boys? Come on, he won a home run derby. He beat Josh Hamilton. Who was it? First baseman. I know who I know who it is. I'm just trying to think of the name. I can picture his face and everything. From Canada. <laughs> Justin Mordeaux. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say Mordeaux. Yeah, I was going to be wrong. And you're going to be I was, wrong. I was going to be wrong. Um, and Kirby Puckett for the old school fans. I say Kirby Puckett was the other yeah. name that because that was from when I was real little growing up. Yeah. Um, That's yeah, funny. Kirby Puckett. He was a whole different player. Um. But, I mean, the, the AL Central is just – it's it's bad. It's bad. Um, the AL East, we kind of grazed over this. Tampa Bay still in first after their hot start. Yep. And they've cooled down a little bit. They're 5-5 five and five in their last but 10. They should. My God. But um, <laughs> that was kind of expected. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your winning percentage is 738. That's unreal. Yeah, they're not going to go all time. Um, something that our, our old friend Logan would be super happy about. Is uh, Baltimore's in second at twenty six and fifteen, uh, five and five in their last ten is uh, last ten as well. But they're on two game skid right now, but playing very very good ball. Absolutely. Um, Toronto, you know, I like them, Josh. I like, I like them. them a lot. How I like them like a lot. Toronto. I kind of like it. If they're in third, I kind of like it better if they're in third place come June or July. I don't. I think that gives them more motivation. I'm telling you, I. I've watched enough where you gotta you gotta like the story a little bit. Like I'm telling you, there's a little story here. The team's gotta stay more motivated. I think I like it for Toronto. I, I think I'm I'm a bit, I'm starting to become a big believer. I'm just gonna say that. I think Toronto is legit real. Yep. I don't know if they have the stones to get through the playoffs. Do they have the t- players with the best hair? On the, I mean, they, they have some guys. Oh, they have to. Good. They got some they good lettuce. Right here. They got some good lettuce on there. <laughs> that flow. They call it flow in hockey, but yeah. No, they 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 they're definitely a great team. They're I mean, I got to see them opening weekend of the season because they were in St. Louis. Um, they're so good. I mean, they're they're not somebody I want to play. I'm a little worried about basis. the big eights they had last year, though. He's kind of off to a bad start this year, but I'm thinking he'll get it back together. Yeah, but what they're doing without him, well, let's say he gets that's kind of my back yeah. swing. There's your 
And their offense go. is so – their offense is so consistent. Their, their, their offense is very, very consistent, and yet there's still room for them to grow. <laughs> like, it's not like they've peaked out. They haven't plateaued it by any means. Have you ever been to that stadium by chance? I've never set foot in Canada. Never set foot. Okay, I, I only set foot in, like, West Canada, like, but not deep, and I was young. But I that stadium is on my bucket list. I would think that would be a tough place to play at, too. Oh, I, I would think so. Um, yeah. Not only north of the border, but just the way that whole place is. I mean, it's super cool to look at on TV. Yeah. Uh, and maybe TV gives a better look than what it is in real life. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's definitely somewhere I'd like to go some point yeah. because if I ever make it up there for that, I got to go to a hockey game. Uh, and see the Maple Leafs in person, you know. Definitely. Like, if I'm going to Canada, I'm, I'm hitting every You're hockey. Close, week. man, you gotta go. I'm not pretty close. I'm like over a thousand miles. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're closer to Vancouver than I am to Toronto. Yes, that I am. I've been to Vancouver. Okay, yes, there you go. See, I want to go to Vancouver. <laughs> um, I love that the Yankees are in fourth, and I love that the Boston Red Sox are in fifth. Like, yeah, that's nice. My smile can't get any bigger on that. Um, I think this is a short-term thing for the Yankees, though. Their pitching seems distressed right now. Uh, Garrett Cole has kind of come back to level. Um, you know, he seems like a normal pitcher now. Yeah. I mean, he started the season ridiculous stats, just killing it, and he's kind of come back to earth. So that's good news for me on that front. Um, we just swept Boston in Boston. Um, so let's roll on over to the NL Central now so we can talk a little bit about that. The NL Central has been an absolute mess this season. Um, like we mentioned earlier, the Pirates were the number one team in the Central for a good two, three weeks. Uh, we were waiting for Milwaukee to kind of catch back up. Chicago came out and played really, really well the first five weeks of the season. They've kind of gone on a skid now. Yep. Cincinnati has been Cincinnati, um, but the big surprise in the NL Central has been the St. Louis Cardinals. Absolutely pathetic. Horrible pitching, bad defense. Uh Inconsistent offense. Everything the Cardinals never are, they have been so far this season. And for St. Louis fans, it has been ridiculously insane, and, and it's been frustrating to deal with. But they've won six of the last seven, swept Boston in Boston, That's took crazy. a series from the Cubs in Chicago, and right now they're up 12-1 to one on the That's Brewers sad. in the Can't bottom of the eighth. Um. It's been a beautiful last week for Cardinals fans. Thank God. Nolan Arenado is heating up. Oh, God, he's on fire. I told you when I commented in when you guys were doing the birds and bush. I, I told you to make a big difference. I think Gorman's a good player, man. I think yeah, Gorman play just had that. a three-run homer. He just oh. hit a three-run homer. Well, that's a good thing for the fantasy team as well. Uh, no, yes, but I, it is. Very good. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying I think he should play. I think I was I listened to you guys. I, I think he needs to get in the lineup. He's a good player. And Arenado is on fire, which it's going to take a while. You guys are that team. You guys always do this, Josh. Like, I don't even know how as a Cardinals fan you guys are even – like, you guys should just turn on the TV June 17th or something like that. Like, don't even bother <laughs> watching the season. Like, I'm gonna, I'll wake you up next year, June 17th. That's when you'll turn to two <laughs> Cardinals game, all right? Because they do. I'm telling you, for somebody out here, that's always what happens. That's the deal with you guys. I do. The Brewers are the weirdest team to me in that division, though. So that's oh, the one that they, they're the, always the wild card with me because they have like three elite pitchers on their staff, like with between Williams, Burns, and Woodruff. Like, I mean, those are like it. The, most pitcher, most teams would take one of those guys. 
So the fact they have three always makes them dangerous to me. Very dangerous. And they have a lot of good veteran leadership on the team. And they yeah. have these young kids who all came up together. I think there's four of them. And they've played really, really well all season long so far. Um, I'm wondering right now if if they're getting to the point where, you know, they're they're starting to have a first slump where pitchers are starting to see how they need to pitch them to get them out. Um, I'm not going to say the lights are too bright for these young guns because they definitely have the talent and the ability to play, which makes Milwaukee very, very scary because this goes back to what I said earlier about Pittsburgh. They don't know what they don't know, and they only know what they know. Yeah. And, and those again, those peaks in those valleys – for young players are huge. And if they can keep those valleys from getting too deep, this, this Milwaukee team could really, really be special. Um, and, and this year. When you uh, look at, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, the division a little better than me in that sense of like, I, when I fall, like when I look at the standings, I look at the teams there, the Brewers have a chance to run away with the division to me. Like they have a chance. I don't think they will. So my question to you is what teams – like, is it just going to be an 82-win division team? Like, I guess, is there going to be a push between two teams there? Or is it just going to fall to the Cardinals and Brewers like it always does? So, in all reality, I think it's between the Cardinals and the Brewers, um, yeah. mostly because the, the Cardinals have to make so much ground up on the Brewers at this point. Yeah. If, if, what, the Car- if what the Cardinals have produced over the last 10 days – is the team that they, which is what they were predicted to be this year. Like, yeah. this is what they were predicted to be. Nobody was surprised by it if this is what it would have been. If this is, they finally figured it out and they're putting everything together, then I, I don't even think Brewers have a chance. What I, team would you I, trust but I don't also, out of those two? Like, out of those two teams, is there out of the other three teams remaining then, what team would you trust to actually maybe give them a push? Because to me, that's, that's kind of what my thoughts are exactly with Brewers and Cardinals. But like, do you I would say the Cubs. Them? Cubs, yeah. I would say the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs have been surprisingly good this year. Uh, lots of talent. You uh, called that one too. Yeah, I did uh, because it scared me. Um, Cody yeah. Bellinger is having a resurgence this year. Uh, you know, I got a message right after work uh, from a buddy of mine, and he was talking about Paul DeYoung being comeback player of the year. And my response to him was like, "Yeah, I don't see anybody else." If Paul DeYoung continues doing what he's doing, I mean. He's hitting over 300 average. He's hitting for power. He's hitting RBIs. He's getting on base. He's seeing he's, his plate vision looks good right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I when I my initial response was, yeah, if he continues this, I don't see anybody else who could get comeback player of the year. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, Cody Bellinger's having a really good season for the Cubs. And um, he could be comeback player of the year this year, too. So um, I think if if those two guys continue to play their the way they're playing, I'm sure they'll give it to Bellinger just because he's the bigger name. The bigger story, um, but Paul DeYoung has had a very good reinvention of himself since coming back from all the injuries, uh, the the piss poor last three seasons he's played, all the time he's spent in the minors. Uh, I mean, he he's he got called up, yeah, and all of a sudden the offense started moving, and this is what Paul DeYoung does: the guy gets called up, he plays good for you know five to ten games, and then it's back down flat on his face. Yeah, he's been good, um, and, and thankfully for that. And then, like you mentioned earlier, Gorman. Gorman leads the Cardinals in home runs. I think he leads the either lead or he's in second for RBIs. And he was hurt a while, wasn't he? Eh, he was. It wasn't. Oh, he never went on the DL though. He never. No, went no, no. He was day to day. 
um, just a little strainage in the hamstring or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. But, I mean, the NL Central is completely up for grabs right now. If the Cardinals continue the pace they're on, it's going to be a good year for me. If, if they go back to where they were the first five weeks of the season, it's going to be a real long baseball season. Um, yeah. You got to feel that. That's not them, man. That's not them. It's it, But that's why it's so frustrating. It, it didn't seem like it's them, but all the pitching has been bad. Yeah. Here's the other thing that happened. Wayno came back on May 7th, joined the team. That's what happened. Wayno came back, joined the team, that veteran leadership, that captain, that leader is back yeah. in the clubhouse. And now, look, Arenado started hitting ever since yeah. Wayno came back. Goldschmidt's it, been doing what Goldschmidt always does. It, is Hensley the closer? Or is it the other guy? Guy uh, So Helsley is technically the closer, but Gallegos has been pitching pretty well. Who do you think gets the ball in the ninth inning? I think it depends on the game. If it's a one-run game, we don't have a Helsley. closer then. Yeah, I mean, Helsley is the closer by default. Okay. But um, this management staff and this this group of coaches, they're very much about the numbers. So, so they're going to look at the statistics. Or they, they, every time they do that, it screws them up. But when I it comes when, like I hate when pitchers do that. Unless no. it's the playoffs, don't do that. Yeah, you, you they have a role, let them play that role and, and move on. Um but no, I mean if it's a tight game and we need the win, it's Helsley. Um if Helsley pitched the day before, it's gonna be Who do you trust more? Yeah. Ooh, I mean I trust Helsley all the time. I, I really do. I mean he's he's gas. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just gas. I mean, just straight gas. I trust uh, 102 as well. <laughs> Cabrera's been good. Um, I mean, the pitching staff overall, I mean, the, the bullpen's been great, man. They're carrying like a 2.26 ERA yeah. over the last 10 games, and that's a minimum of three innings pitched a game. So <clears throat> the bullpen was never really the problem. It was starting pitching was so horrible the first three weeks of the season. You burned up the bullpen, and you needed to get – you needed the starters to go longer. So – like I said, the Cardinals are what the Cardinals are, um, and we don't really know what that is yet as Cardinals fans. So we just keep watching, and we yeah. keep hanging on to every pitch. That's and funny. really, I think a lot of it is Wayno came back to the clubhouse and provided some stability, that leadership, that counsel. Um, Wayno's not going to be the Wayno of old. Don't no. don't expect him to go out and pitch 200 innings this year, even 175. He's not going to go out and get eight Ks a game. He's going to go out there and eat five innings, maybe six a game if he's feeling all right and keeping the pitch count down. He's going to top out at 89, 90 miles an hour tops on his fastball, and he's going to use his movement and his placement to, to get guys out. And that's what Wayno has done throughout his career. Yeah, He's developed, and, and, and I said this on the Birds of Bush last week about Jack Flaherty, that for pitchers to last the length of time that Wayno has lasted in this day and age – you can't. You're never. You're never going to be the same pitcher you were at the end of your career. Bring new skills and hone in new abilities to be able to stay competitive. And that's something Adam Wainwright has done throughout his entire career. And this was kind of my rant last week about Jack Flaherty: is if you don't have the gas anymore, boy, you better learn to throw placement and get movement and be consistent. Like <laughs> I mean, I went off for probably six or seven minutes. I just was like, <laughs> I was mad last week. How many Capri Suns uh, did Josh go to? Not enough. 
let's put it this way. If I had the shine out, I would have been drunk in the first half hour of the show. Uh, but yeah. no, nah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be a fun season. I mean, this baseball season with, with rule changes. Um, Did you see the stolen bases? There's, there's 15 I, I guys with 10 or more stolen bases. I told 15. you. Can I give you the list real quick here? So you got Ruiz, Ruiz with 18, Acuna with eight, 17, Bay with 14, uh, Jazz with 14, uh, Anthony Volt from the Yankees, 13, Merrifield with 12, Mullins with 12, Horner with 12, Franco with 12, Whip Jr. with 12, Mateo with 12, Estrada with 11, and Marte and Carroll with 10. My point is, you, we would have never seen that many over 10 stolen bases at this point a few years ago. No chance. No chance we would have seen that. Not necessarily that. a few years ago. No, no, not a few years ago. The catchers were also better a few years ago. Well, not even then. I'm make that the argument. Managers weren't even running then. Catchers were. No, no they, they weren't they that weren't. much better. They weren't that bad. The, you, pitchers oh, 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 oh. the pitchers were slower, yes, but the catchers were better, which is why teams didn't run. I, 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 I will disagree with that. I disagree with you. I, I mean, I wouldn't run against the Cardinals, but I'd run against other teams. I mean, my point is that's what I'm saying. Like, I just like to see that managers are saying, screw this. We could get thrown out at second base. Bull crap. Let's get an extra base with two outs. So if my guy gets a freaking blooper to right center, he scores instead of ends up on third. That's what I like about baseball. That's why you do it. And that's what always frustrated me with the early 2000s, um, especially as an A's fan. I saw that a lot. But I'm saying is like that's an opportunity to get those runs, and I'd like to see managers pushing the pace a little bit more on that. Oh my God, Gorman again? Oh, no, Andrew Kisner, the backup catcher, just hit a grand slam. What's the score now? Seventeen to one, something like that. Good eighteen God. to one, seventeen to one, eighteen to you one. You guys are rubbing it in at this point. Yeah, it's eighteen to one right now in the bottom of the eighth. Eight. I was, I gotta say I was also wrong about Murphy on the Braves. Man, he's been on fire. On I still fire. want him. I still want him. On fire. I thought I was like hoping I think I thought he would slump, but my God, he's been unreal to start for the Braves. When you get into an organization like that, like the Atlanta Braves, who are not just built to win, but built to win for Ever. a long period of time. <laughs> Hell you you play well. When you're a when you're a good player. You play better when you're on a good organization. Just like great players make the players around them better. Sometimes an organization can take a good player and make them a great player. And that is what I think will happen. No, hell no. Because you guys beat them a lot? No, not at all. I I think um, the Cardinals and the Braves have a healthy rivalry. Um, They've both had the errors of being good. Typically when they play each other, the series are typically good. Um, I respect the hell out of the Braves. I respect the Braves organization probably more than any other team that I'm not a fan of um, in baseball. I used to hate their announcers on TBS growing up back in the day. Like I get home and I talked to John about this before. Like you get home on the West coast, the game's on at four Oh five. It's like, Oh nice. You get to watch the Braves baseball, but good God skipper. You hated those. You hated the, you hated the, you hated the Homer takes once in a while, but it's all right. You understood it, but. And that, that now looking at it, it's all good memories. But back then, I remember oh, yeah. we were like me and Tyler and Casey, my brother. We'd be like, "God, these guys are homers, man! They're just all they're doing is slurping up the Braves over here." <laughs> well, I mean, CBS was their broadcast facility, so are they exactly? But as, an 11, but as an eleven through seventeen year old, you don't realize that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, no, I completely understand that. <laughs> um, like growing up, when I wanted to watch the Cardinals because I was in Northern Indiana. 
the only time I could watch them was when they played the Cubs as the White Sox. Yeah. And I had to listen to Harry Carey. Ouch. And God love him. He was a hell of a broadcaster. He was funny, but oh, He ripped golly. off the Cardinals probably all the time. All the time. All the time. And the only reason he ever left St. Louis was because he got caught sleeping with somebody's wife in the organization. And they ran him out of town. Unbelievable. I, that's right. He did. He was the the announcer for the Cardinals. That's funny. Because it was him that. and Jack Buck. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Two of the greatest voices ever. Two of together. the greatest voices ever were together in St. Louis. And Harry Carey couldn't keep it in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> He got his own uh, stage. He got his own stage. Oh, well, you know, that's – never mind. I'm not going to go there because, you know, his grandson is our announcer now. So. There you go. That's true. And, and Chip's done a very good job since coming over from Atlanta. I'll give him that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember um, he was on the break. He was one of the guys that was a homer. He was like, <laughs> and he, he calls a good game, man. To be honest with you, he, he really calls a good game. It's just – Yeah. You know, I – I've Grew up with Jack Buck on radio, yeah. and Danny Mack was the play-by-play guy for the last 20 years. Who was the guy and that just passed away on the Cardinals that was the announcer? I just I just saw that. Who was Tim that? McCarver. No, no, there was another guy that just passed away too. Mike Shannon. Okay, was he current recently, or he retired a while long he stopped calling. He stopped calling games just a couple years ago on the radio. Okay. Um, was, not, he was wasn't the, the guy full-time that has guy. the famous Mark McGuire home run call. Get up, get up, get up. Yep. That's my oh, yeah, okay. That's like get up. That's all I can remember in my head. Get up, get up. <laughs> I was like, Mike Shannon's got one. Jack's got one. Danny Max got a few calls, and okay. they have more than one. But those are the ones that people know. I was like, if um, I get on, he's the guy I got to ask. John, my brother and I, we have this recording of that play, the McGuire home run, like in this like our our my grandfather gave me this weird like this interesting sports video that plays the audio of that home run on it. And we, but we never knew who the announcer was. And when he passed away, it kind of made me think that's got to be the guy. Yeah, it was Mike Shannon. Um, yeah. St. Louis kid, played for the Cardinals. When he got done with his playing career, came back and worked in the bar broadcast booth for 50 years. Gotcha. Yeah, He's a staple. I cried. <laughs> we do, man. Announcers make that do it to us. If you grew up listening to baseball, or even watching baseball. Um, if you grew up as a hometown kid with the same guys, I mean, yep. you didn't know them, but you always felt like you knew them. They, you felt they felt like they were part of your family. Dude, you put it so well right there. Like I just on actually our show Sunday, if I can plug it real fat boy fit, we did at the end of the show, we did a little Vita Blue. I don't know how I don't know if you know if that name even stands out to you as a as a baseball fan, but Vita Blue out here in the Bay Area. He pitched nine years for the A's in the 70s, pitched six for the Giants. He's one of the few players that played for both teams. He was an MVP, Josh, in 1971. He's on that select group of, of players. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people, he was an MVP and won Cy Young on the same year, had 24 complete games that year with a 1.71 ERA. He passed away this week. And I thought about that as an announcer. You do. Those guys, like it's, I triggered, that brought back memories. We talked about him for a few minutes. And he was on post-game shows. It's funny how announcers do that to us. Like, even for records, like, baseball just has this weird way of doing that more than these other sports. Yeah, that's – it's. It makes you think about your life a little bit more. Like, just all that stuff. It's it's kind of cool. I like it. It's one of the best things about baseball because um, – and this is something we're never going to see again because of these rule changes. 
in baseball, your announcers, especially your radio guys, yep. the good ones could make it where you never had to look at a TV. They'd call the game. They'd tell you a story. They'd paint the picture where you knew in your mind exactly what was going on, where at in the field, especially if it was a home game. You knew exactly what was going, wherever the body was at. But you could see it in your mind as they're calling the game. You never needed yep. to look at it. Um, yep. It's a skill and a talent, and it's it's it's, it's an art form. And, and, and I fear that our kids will never have the kind of connection that we had with Ben Scully, Harry Carey, Jack Buck, Mike Shannon. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys off the top of my head. Do you listen to games on the radio anymore, just to be honest? Like, do you oh, I do all the time. Yeah. All the time. I, it's funny. I have I make my kids listen to them on the radio. Because I feel like that's how you use your imagination. So, oh, like absolutely. to me, the radio for other sports, I don't like it, but for baseball, at times, I think it's good. Obviously, visual is good as well, but it is kind of good to have baseball's that one sport where radio it transfers over better. Like you don't. I think need, it's the only pro sport. Yeah, basketball. It's like in hockey. I've tried it. It's like what the hell? Like I forget it. I'm not even following. <laughs> I'll just wait till they get home on DVR. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't even try it. NFL. So, yeah. It's same thing. Like it doesn't matter. Give me, give me bat, give me baseball on the radio all the time. I can get down with hockey on the radio because oh, I did it so, but I had to do it so much as a kid. Gotcha. Again, I was in Indiana. I was in Northern Indiana and Central Indiana. Yeah, I could pick up KMOX and I could listen to the games back when the Blues were on KMOX. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but I learned how to do that as a child. So for me, it works. I still can't do football very well. Um, on the radio, it's just listening to the play, and just just to know what's going on. And and basketball, I, I yeah, as soon as he's going east to left on your radio, you're like, what the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I just made a turn. You mean north and south? Um, so no, I, I I'm with the only sport that carries and tra- and you put with best transfers via radio. And absolutely, like I said, with these rule changes, with not having the time in between, you don't get the old stories. You don't get the old. Um, in the word I need. Um, no, like you're right. Oh, you get like the old, like the. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm thinking of, right? The stories that put bring. No, things I know together. what you're you thinking. You don't get you're the stories. Yeah, you don't get that history lesson of some of these guys and what they went through a little bit. Like John Miller is a big famous guy out here with the Giants. I love listening to him even as a Giants announcer for, for just his stories and stuff like that. So. Those are things like that, but you're right. All those things that are put together with history and the it, 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 it I don't know. Hey, the seventh inning stretch for a resume. We're just talking baseball. Like we love baseball. That's what to me brings baseball together. Sometimes is announcers like that, and that's what we remember. That's why I brought up Mike Shannon to you. I knew that yeah. since 11 years old. Me and my brother of six. Get up, get up. I mean, there's a reason we remember that weird call to us. So for you, it was big, but for us, it was just kind of a, we kind of made fun of it a lot. <laughs> hey, we love it. Make fun of it all you want. Remember, you guys gave us McGuire. Exactly. That's why we still loved him in that regard. You guys too. <laughs> um, but no, I mean baseball. That that I mean, Jack Buck, Mike Shannon, Vince Scully. Those are the reason. Those guys are the reason that I always dreamed of doing this. And this isn't exactly what my dream was. But let's be honest. I'm never gonna get the opportunity to live out my dream. This no, is close as gonna get to me, and I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. But talking baseball man i mean baseball is the one sport you can just you can yeah. just sit and talk baseball you know Absolutely. it's it's fantastic and i love that's why i love doing this i love having time with you um yeah. and all of our other you know vsn baseball folks it's it's 
this is it. I mean, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing at, you know, 930 at night when the baseball game's over and talking baseball with my friends. It's only 730 so, here, buddy. It's still early. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what happens when you live on the West Coast. <laughs> um, anything else you want to cover before we wrap it up for the night? No, just uh, like I said, I wanted just to shout out Vita Blue there. If you haven't looked at him, Josh, look at his highlights. Get a little shout, get a little baseball listen. Like I said, MVP. I will now. Player. Like I said, very a very select few passed away this week. So you got to check out his. He has one of the best deliveries of all time as a lefty. He's actually on my wall back here at a poster. People don't realize it, but yeah, got to check it out. So yeah, I encourage people hey, to I check out the highlights get- if you're a baseball fan. I can't wait to get my man cave set up so I can actually put all my gear up. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, you know, we just moved, which is why I have the mic and the camera going on. And, and you can okay. see I'm not in a kitchen with a door behind me. Um, I, I figured. <laughs> but we are, we're, we're unpacking everything now. And I've started running into all my sports memorabilia. And I'm, in my mind, there I'm setting go. up, okay, I got to drywall this wall in the basement so I can put up this, 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 this. There you I got have my desk here. I gotta have all my stuff sitting in front of me for the camera, and it's gonna be go. horrible. I, I'm gonna That's look awesome. such a geek. <laughs> Are you still in Indiana? Oh. No, I'm in Missouri, buddy. You moved back to Missouri, okay? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. So we moved back to sing. Where to you Missouri. at? I have friends in Branson, Missouri. Okay, so they're about three and a half hours away from me. So you're way up, okay? So I am, I am, okay, so I am basically an hour west of St. Louis. Gotcha. Okay. I gotcha. I live out in the middle of nowhere, 400 folks. I gotcha. Fantastic. Yeah, you're out in nowhere, man. My family's actually originally from Kansas City, believe it or not. So that's where, that's a, that's okay. a couple so generations like removed. Where, well, my, my cousins do out there, but I'm not a royal. <laughs> I'm not. I didn't fall into that trap. I didn't you got that. family ties. Exactly. Exactly. You got stuck in a trap that's just as bad. <laughs> yes, I did. Do we want to go there? <laughs> want to go there? No, no, no. <laughs> Is yeah, it time? I got to live your fandom for the first five weeks of the season. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but tell me about tell me about your. Uh, Tell me about this stud you guys have. The one reason you should get excited to watch Oakland A's baseball right now. There is another guy there. He, he came up as if it was Mike Mueller. I don't know. I bet, doubt you saw him pitch, but he pitched two games. He threw 101 miles per hour as a starter. So just another guy to keep an eye on. This guy actually, Josh, is like, if he can stay healthy, like legit stuff. But I don't know, like, if he can stay healthy, he's already hurt. I'm just saying, like, this guy has – gas like unreal stuff but like he's one of those guys you're like he's gonna end up the dl every 25 days that's the problem rooker though on the other end he's weird he's like this tall tall kind of looks kind of looks scrawny but you know he's not he's lean and he just like he's able to get on inside fastballs more than you would expect and teams have been trying to pound him in inside with those fastballs and he's able to get around on him and he's just been pulling the crap out of home runs He's got and he's just been hitting on fire all year for the A's. Totally unexpected. Was not something it totally came out of uh li- literally right field with him. Um, so really cool to see. It gives the A's some sort of life on the field as a fan that you kind of like tune in, maybe watches at bats a little bit. But I don't know if you saw Josh, uh, where they had now another binding agreement with another spot in Las Vegas. Did you see that by chance? No, I have not. 
Okay, so today they had another – so, like, they had that one location you probably heard about a while ago, right? So that was just a, that was just kind right. of a – just a spot. like, But it actually didn't have, like, an agreement, really. It was just kind of, okay, it was more of an okay deal. Well, this spot, they have a little bit more agreement. So I'd say it's more like 85% that's going to happen now. Before, I was like, it's in the same deal, 50-50. So now I give the A's a little bit more. It's frustrating me for me, man. Like I talked about with you as on before it. I just don't understand how MLB owners can allow this guy to get Las Vegas. It does not make sense to me how they can allow this owner who has done nothing to make his team better over any point. John, I see you. What's up, Crack? You guys are killing it out. Falcon Biden, I listened to your guys' podcast the other day. Unreal. We just gave love to your boy Murphy, who is killing it. It was just on my A's. And he is killing it. And he got also my first baseman over there, Matt Olson, who should be on my ace team, who should be here in Oakland dominating for my ace. And that's what I'm about to go off is, is I don't understand how, how you even, Josh, as a fan of Major League Baseball, I'm serious. How can you not look? Is it just because you don't give a crap about the ace? How could you be like, this is a good situation. They're doing a great job over there in Oakland. They're trying to make their team relevant. They have not kept players forever. At what point do you try to make a bigger deal of it? And people say, well, they've tried to make it work in Oakland. No, they have not. They tried to make it work in Oakland for the last five years. They tried to make it work in San Jose. They tried to make it work in Fremont. They tried to work it uh, somewhere else. It was not in Oakland. So I'm just, I just, I'm just frustrated as somebody that wants to take your kids to the games and watch them for my team. I don't. Vegas A's doesn't mean anything to me. I'm just kind of frustrated by the whole damn situation, man. If you can tell, oh, <laughs> you got to remember, I've been through this. I've been through this, so um, I feel for Appreciate you, that, John, of the Oakland A's. Um, but I think it's horrible. I think if if a team is that that bad, um, if an owner is going to let a team be that bad and not make the proper moves to let them be consecutive for you know x amount of years, uh, and you pick x for five years if you want, whatever. Um, yeah. I think there should be some kind of a clause where the owner has to either a one. Hold on, before I get there, I think there should be a salary floor, just like I believe there should be a salary cap. I think that solves all the problems. MLB union is not going to allow that. You know that. I, and I, know I, that. I know. I know. I know. I know. But that that fixes your problem. This it does. This, this gets rid of your tanking issue if you make it a. $70 million floor. But Josh, the, the guy is worth $2.5 freaking billion. Dollars. How is pulled. he not spending money on Miguel Tejada? How is he not spending money on Jason Giambi and then 20 freaking layers doing the same thing with Josh Donaldson? Sean Mur- I mean, I don't get it. How is he getting such a pass? How did Stan Kroenke get the pass like he did out of St. Louis? Be- I, it mu- I I don't I don't know. I, I must be. Is it just that they're just these guys are just in on it and they want Vegas? Is that the biggest thing? I think I think it's that they want the bigger markets where they know their travel destinations as well. But let's be honest. Nobody's vacation in Oakland. People vacation in L.A. People vacation in Vegas. They, they vacation they in San Francisco. Have- it's, that's like twenty minutes away. Yeah, People well, Oakland. It's not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oakland is a little rough around the edges. Let's, let's put it that way. 
I've um, been there. I've done Barta Raiders games, man. It's not that bad. I'm, I'm, I'm a white guy. I'm We're good. What are we talking about? <laughs> hey, I didn't say that. You did. Yeah, you uh, did. You said it. You no, said I was just it. saying it's a little rough around the edges. <laughs> it, it, it's a rougher town. Um, Nolan Gorman now leads the NL and RBIs, followed by Sean Murphy, by the way. Um, so the talent you guys have. Let- yeah, the A's. I mean, we give it away. That's what I'm just saying. The owner, Josh, like, oh, yeah, go ahead. And guess who made the fifth most money last year? Guess what owner in Major League Baseball made? How do you make the fifth most money when you make three th- when you sell out 3,000 people? I mean, how is that possible? That's, I mean, I, don't know. I just don't get it. That doesn't make sense how owners to me are like, go ahead, take Vegas. Get an expansion team. Get a better owner there. Get the Rays owner there, for God's sake. I mean, I just don't get it. It's frustrating to me, and I'm just – like John said it right there, like we've left a lot of talent in there, and it's not a five-year deal; it's a freaking thirty-year deal. And th- and that's the problem. Like, uh, like the like the world we live in right now, mediocrity and less than mediocrity is rewarded, um, and it's unfortunate. Winning attempts at winning. Uh, the attempt to be good to represent your city in a in a strong fashion should be rewarded. Like I was gonna say before I jumped into the whole salary cap floor, salary cap and floor. I think if an owner doesn't put forth a valid effort, I think the MLB should have a clause that where they can take the team over and do what they wish. And if he moves the team to the Vegas, then I think he should lose his ownership. Yeah, you can sell the team. If you're gonna move the team, you have to sell the team. That would kind of be my but there's people that want to buy the team and want to try to make it work in Oakland. That's the part that's frustrating me. Like that Warriors owner, Joe Lacob, who's, who Reggie Jackson just came out a couple weeks ago and said is the best sports owner in all of sports. If he bought the team, they would, if he had bought the team five years ago and they would allow him, they would no doubt have a stadium already in Oakland. I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about it is like, this guy just doesn't want to be here. Then the MLB should say, fine, you don't want, we're not going to move the Oakland A's to, to Vegas, we're going to leave Oakland in Oakland, and if you want to have an expansion team, you can fork over the money, and we'll put That's an expansion team in Vegas that you can. I'd be fine with that too. Um, I don't like it when, but that was teams the MLB hat. MLB, did you, Josh? Did you see that? I know we're breaking up a second here, but did you see where MLB said they don't have to pay the the moving clause? Like that. That's the thing. They said they don't even have to pay that. Like that to me, is, it, I don't know. It's just all like to me, just is BS. It's more personal to me than probably anybody cares about, but it, it just, I don't get it. No, I mean, like I said, man, I feel for you. It's the worst part about it is the disservice you're doing to the fans. The people who have bought the merchandise, paid the parking, paid the ticket prices, uh, bought the beers, bought the food, take their took their families to games to create memories, to develop and build the sport. And what you're doing in a city that's rich with baseball history pulling them away just to go move them to a city that has no baseball at all whatsoever outside of minor leaguers and high school and college. It's, it's, it's a disservice to the fans and it makes the MLB look bad. I just don't like it. And I just feel like, you know, from the outside, you hear people like from, they don't, I obviously, if I, some, let's just say like, for example, the Braves move, right. It wouldn't affect my life as much as it might be somebody that's been devoted to I, but like you said, we, we the announcers mean a little bit, right, to us, right? So me laying on my bed at like nine years old, listening to Bill King call home runs and listening to the, those things ring true, right? You take so like that's what's frustrating. You see the politics play out with Oakland as well. Um, I, just, I don't know, just something where I just wish um, 
I don't know. I just wish there was a little bit more pressure on these guys as owners to step up and spend a little bit more money. And this isn't a five-year deal. Like we said, there's a, there's a damn movie made out of this crap. So, I mean, there's even a part where he's in the movie, right? Like his, his, his like assistant. So I don't know. That's the part for me where I feel like MLB needs to do a better job. And that's my, always my problem with MLB. Like Josh, if you, it's kind of a little buddy, buddy at times, right? It's, it has that niche where Bud oh, yeah. used to hire he got lent, oh, Mr. They got the guy's A's owner. He picked the A's original owner there who had no right. The other guy offered him more money and he didn't take it. So, like, and why? Because the guy was, it was in a fraternity with him, probably. I mean, I mean, it has to be the reason why he know, knew the guy. So, there's certain things like that that it just played out weirdly over time here where I don't know. I just feel like it's too buddy buddy here. Oh, it is, man. It, it's very political, not in the sense of like, Republicans and Democrats. It's, it's yeah. just political. It's if you know somebody who knows somebody, you can get what you want. One of those kind of ordeals. What's the and Denzel it's, Washington? It's horrible. <laughs> it's not who you know. It's what you know, or it's not, it's not what you know. It's who you know. I should say. It's I don't know. You know there you go. Yeah, there you go. That, that's training day, right? Training day. Yep. Is that training day? Yep, training day. Okay, I was gonna say. Hold on. I know the movie. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think it's a shame for Oakland. I mean, they lost the Raiders, uh, and that was bad enough. I mean, that's that was a football city. It was a football yeah. city before, more so than a baseball city, as far as I know. Um, so the to Raiders strip away their football first, team, yeah. and then, and then, weren't, correct me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't Oracle in Oakland? Yeah, the, the Warriors were, were there. Weren't the Golden there. State Warriors in Oakland? I mean, and they, they were originally moved. in San Francisco when they moved here. They were here for five years in San Francisco. Then they went. Then they were in Oakland for forty years, and then they moved back to Oakland. So that one didn't hurt quite as much because there's another Bay Area team, and obviously San Francisco to Oakland's a little different here. I mean, it's the same distance. San Francisco is actually closer for me by like ten minutes, so it's not really that much difference here in the Bay Area. But um, if you go to city to city, the way Josh explains it, it's a big difference. <laughs> Hey, I can I, mean, I can show you some. Spots I don't. I just don't like there. teams moving. I don't either. I, you know, I you know, I if I it, ever, so. if I ever come to California, you know, I'm hitting you up first. Yeah, you better. I, better. I got. I live in wine. If country, I make man. it out there, I live in wine country. We, oh, so I have like fifty. I have a hundred wineries around me. Me and you are gonna go. We'll go wine tasting. We'll talk baseball. Well, maybe who knows? Maybe our wives will even join the podcast. <laughs> so, um, so here's a little secret for you. I live in wine country in Missouri. Oh, is it just as good? I, I, I so I'm not a huge wine drinker, um, but I just found this out actually. And apparently they're putting in a setup that's supposed to be one of the biggest wineries out here in Missouri. It's some big project they're talking about. I, I'll get more information, nice. but it's supposed to like rival California. Um, All right, let's go. But everything cool. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, if you're out here, we can go do some wine tastings. I was at a wedding last week. Get at a winery. <laughs> yes, I you can join the party. <laughs> you're definitely in. Come out from Atlanta. We got to go out there. Sonoma County. You guys got to come way out here. Uh, I'm telling you, I mean, that's funny, Missouri out there with a the wine. It's funny for me to even think about anybody, anything out other than Sonoma County and Napa Valley having wider. It's funny for me to think about that stuff. <laughs> I got you. You'll come um, out here one go, time. Go look it up. Go look it up. Hey, I'm coming out to Missouri next year. I'm coming out to Missouri next year, so I'll be out there. So I'll, I'll hit you up at some point. My drive through. Hit me up. 
I'm going to Tennessee. Maybe if I'm in Tennessee, my cousins, maybe John, he's on here right now. My cousins, their favorite team is a, is the Atlanta Braves because apparently they live a little about 30 minutes south of Nashville, and they have season, like season tickets to Braves games where they go to like 15 or something like that a game. So apparently Nashville's not that far from the Braves stadium. I would have thought it would. I mean, they stay the night, I think, one night and come back, but maybe I'll have to make it out. I'll hit you up, and then we'll go to John there. I'll, I'll go to you. So we'll, hit, we'll, hit, we'll hit the new winery up, and then we'll go to a Braves Hell game. Hell yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll have to catch a game at Bush Stadium then, too. <laughs> I, I've never been there. I heard that place but, uh, is fantastic. Dude, Bush Stadium is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's so much fun. And the people are also nice, too, even when Cubs fans come to town. So I went to uh, the Cardinals-Cubs game series last year for my birthday. My got me tickets. I have one run-in from Cubs fans. Everybody was really polite. I mean, it's weird. It's 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 definitely weird because you think you're set up for a brawl. Everybody's yeah. drinking, having a good time, and just having fun. There's a game, and that's the best part about doing baseball in St. Louis. I mean, it just is what it is. Is Bush Stadium like in a See? like in a baseball? Even says like, we gotta make it to Bush. Is it in a restaurant? Like a restaurants everywhere? Is it kind of on a street? Like kind of, or is it kind of like in its own baseball park area? So it, it's. Bush Stadium, uh, a adjoined Bush Stadium is Ballpark Village. Ballpark Village has three restaurants in it, a couple bars. Um, gotcha. And then just down the street is Enterprise, where the Blues play. And then the soccer stadium, I guess, is right nearby too. So, okay. so um, you guys I haven't, have been, like I haven't been down to St. Louis since the soccer game started. Okay. Yeah, it, it's like okay. a little niche area, but there's all the sightseeing stuff to do. Like you're not far from the Arch. In the Mississippi River, like when the old is the new stadium where the old stadium was built. Like they the same across the street. Okay. Tyler mentioned he went there. uh, Tyler on our last a couple podcasts goes that he that's one of the few stadiums he went to. He saw McGuire randomly hit three year three home runs that sixty two home run year. He said it was a pretty cookie cutter stadium, but it was awesome. Yep. Yeah. So Bush two was, Bush two was cool, but that was yeah. the first stadium I'd ever been to to be in a game. Um, yeah, they had the arches all around the top of yep. the stadium and everything. And it was a big yep. circle. I remember that. Um, Bush three shadows. is Bush three is completely different. Bush yeah. three, okay. you get to see, you can see the stadium, the the city skyline, and everything. Uh, gotcha. It's, it's a whole different ball game, okay. and it's a smaller okay. park, or it's a, it's as big of a park, but it holds like twenty thousand less people. Do you still have Big Mac Land there? Oh, yeah. They transferred okay. Big Mac Land over. <laughs> All right. Good, good, good. You got to have Big Mac Land there. got to have Big Mac Land. <laughs> uh, kind of have to. It's, it's have non-negotiable. To get up. Get up. No, I'm <laughs> it's gone. Um, <laughs> still the bigger call for St. Louis is the Ozzy Smith home run that Jack Buck called. Yep. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. That is the best one. But – um. Dude, it's 9.45. You told me you could give me a half hour less than what you give me. You always give me more, and I appreciate it so much. Um, How does baseball do that? We've covered just (laughs) – What? Baseball does that to us, man. But we always give more. It always always makes us talk a little bit more. Oh, yeah, always. But you know, this is what it is. And and you owe me a little bit because I never got to come on for the uh, Sharks Blues special. 
Yeah, my that one didn't work out very well. That one didn't work out very well. That one, that one didn't work out. It's all good. We did a little hockey it's all good. We got all summer. We all suffer there. I've never been to Turner Field though. I heard it's nice though. I'd like to go there too. Yeah, Turner was kind of trashy from what I understand, but their new ballpark is Whoa. apparently super amazing. The I know don't they didn't they do the kind of the same thing St. Louis did where like they built a park and then like 20 years later they built another. <laughs> I felt like you guys built a park right after you uh, built that. No, nah, I mean, Bush 2 was there in the 60s, and then they built Bush 3 in 06. So okay. it like almost Maybe it's years. the Braves one I'm thinking about where it was there. I felt like the Braves stadium wasn't there that long, and then it got built again. Turner sucked. <laughs> there you go, Josh. There you go. <laughs> I mean, no one's all bad about it. Like I said, I have no problem with the Braves. Like I don't even care when they beat us. Um, yeah, Turner was built for the Olympics and retrofitted for the MLB. So yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't a ballpark. It was nope. turned into a ballpark. That's funny. But no, I mean, Josh Lewis, uh, one of our comrades over there from facing the giants, he's going to a bunch of stadiums this year and he's using SeatGeek and discounts on the tickets and having a lot of fun, I guess. And he's supposed to give us an update soon after he makes his next run. He's supposed to come out here to Bush. So we're supposed to cross paths. Oh, that'd be um, fun. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But um, no, the Pittsburgh Stadium, because it looks gorgeous on TV. And then um, I want to go to Fenway. Oh, that's on my list, too. Fenway and Wrigley are, yeah. are, are gosh, right there. I mean, there's like a few like niche ones like Seattle and Colorado, but those are the two. You got to get to those two, right? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's kind of on my list, too. Dude, um, can I tell you an underrated park? Let's hear it. Cincinnati. Oakland? Oh. If you're ever in Ohio, go catch a Reds game at Great American Ballpark. Oh, that looks awesome, man. I do. Honestly, that does look like an awesome state. Three Riverfront. That to me is one of the like the worst stadiums ever. Like if you look at that one, that's one of the worst one. They they went from one of the worst to one of the best. Theirs was awful. I remember when they were moving, they just put this big freaking black screen in the center field. <laughs> Adam Dunn would hit it off the black screen out there. I was like, it was impressive. <laughs> that thing was trash. That stadium. Hard Hell to believe. Yeah. Hard to believe Barry Larkin won an MVP on that. That's not really good. <laughs> Barry, but Barry Larkin was a treasure, man. Barry Larkin so you, was a beast. So you have you been to Wrigley then? So you, don't, you I have a real hard time traveling to Chicago. Oh, I got you. I got you. You're far away there. Boston would be awesome. I'd love to sit on the monster, man. I'd give anything. Dude. Those would be that's like where the, I'm if I got to go. I'd want to sit at the monster. I'd almost rather sit there than behind Fall home plate. off the wall into the field. <laughs> oh, easily. <laughs> I don't ever want to sit behind a plate. No, not ever. I mean, maybe oh, once, but I would like to be able to see more of what's going. On. Like, I think my favorite seats I've ever sat in. Typically, they're down. Where I drink? I'm close enough. I can see the pitches. <laughs> the best seats are wherever I drink. Um, no, I've not been to KC. I hear it's nice. Oh, that would be nice. That would be really – Casey, yeah, that's on my list too. Bar. The the, uh, the uh, 
the waterfalls. How can you get like that? That's got to be on there. My mom said she went up there for she went there a couple summers ago. She said the only thing she hated was when she was in the second deck. It felt like she was gonna fall off the stadium. She said she said it was too, uh, yeah. So maybe yeah, a little, little too steep. Old, a little too steep for her. She wasn't a big fan of that part of it, but she did like. It. But the waterfall part's always cool to me. No, but John, I haven't been to KC yet, but um, I'm I'm gonna try to make it out there for a Chiefs game this year, and if I can Ooh. score some cheap tickets, I'll go to a Royals Ooh. game. Boo. <laughs> you can boo all you want, man. But Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes is a show in itself. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've been watching it for a while. I've been kicking the Raiders' ass. I've been watching it for a long time. I saw it. I've been watching that. I've watching that take place here for a while. Yeah, that'd be a good stadium to get to as well. You got to get out to Pac Bell. You got to get out there. Or you got to get out to the Giants <sighs> stadium. There's just Come certain on, states I just don't think I would do well in. And, and California is one of what them. What are you going to do? Go around like waving a <laughs> – what are you going to wave a flag? What are you doing? What are yeah, you... I'm going to wave – I'm going to wear my St. Louis Blues I'm from shirt Missouri. my St. Louis Cardinals hat <laughs> and make a shot. I mean, you're not – you're going to be fine out there. You're going to – I mean – Hey, man, I went like to California once and I just fell out of there. <laughs> I love it, Josh. I love it. You, you know what the best thing is on the streets with the homeless people. You'll be fine out there. No, <laughs> you know what's really really good out of California though. <laughs> There's sourdough bread. Yes, there is. It My is cousin, phenomenal. That's something else I learned. She moved to Tennessee seven years ago. She's like, she came back and she's like, I went to Tennessee. I went to the I went to the deli and I said, "Can I have sourdough bread?" And the person looked at me like I was semi crazy. <laughs> I was like, how can you not have sourdough bread? It's the best bread on earth. How can you not have it? So, yes, you would enjoy that out here. I live in I live in the capital of it, so you'll like it out there. Yeah, you're definitely. I'll be I'll be super fat when I get home then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one time I went to California. You know, I went with school for a trip, and we ended up yeah. at some some park where they some theme park where they had a yeah. bakery. I ended up buying a loaf of sourdough bread, the best, and snacked on it throughout the day. Yeah. I bought three loaves, three more loaves Dude. and brought them back to Indiana with me. I came uh, back with a half a loaf by the time I got home. Dude, I'm telling you, in junior high, seventh grade and eighth grade, they would serve a loaf of sourdough bread. You could buy it for 75 cents I, every day for literally three, uh, 300. I would just buy sourdough bread. And, yes, I am addicted to sourdough. No My butter, brother, no nothing. Just eat it. Uh, I, apparently, New York has the best bread, but I haven't been there. So I can't. I, that's what I've heard. But I, I haven't been out there. I can't. Dude, I can't. I where it's at. <laughs> My mom's got a bread maker, and it doesn't make sourdough. I was so disappointed when she told me that. <laughs> you gotta have it sourdough. Okay, so we'll come out here. We'll have sourdough and some wine, right, Josh? We'll yep. do a podcast. My, then I'll ship over to Missouri. I'll meet up with you. We'll hit that big fat winery up there. And then me and you are going down to Nashville. You'll visit my cousins. They'll have no idea who the hell you are, but I'll still introduce you. And then from there, we're gonna go. Down, we'll go down, and we'll go to we'll go to Georgia, and we'll go to Atlanta. We'll visit John down there. We'll have what's the staple in Atlanta? What is what's the, what's the food out there? I don't even is it is it is it barbecue out there? Is Atlanta barbecue? Probably some kind Sorry. of hot wings or something. The wings? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a John, <laughs> fill me in. What's the good food in Atlanta? <laughs> I gotta help you out here. You gotta help me out. Besides I'm sure ballpark, got to be dog. some sort of barbecue down there in Atlanta. But you gotta help me out. So, uh, but we gotta go down there. Then that'll be our trip, Josh. And then uh, I'm flying to California from there because I'm not driving. From there. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely wouldn't drive that back. So, <laughs> now that, here's the trick: we gotta clear it with our wives. 
Yeah. Well, that's true, but yeah, we can dream. That's what husbands yeah, we do. Dream. We dream. We dream. Yeah. We come up with scenarios that are not possible, and then one day they happen. That's all it is. <laughs> it's for sure. That's the food. Wings for sure. Yeah, there You're you making go. Making me hungry. Hey, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm down on the wings. wings. Yeah, for sure. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, All right, Darren, man, I've had a blast tonight. It's getting late. That was I fun, ready man. For work in the morning. Um, dude, anytime you want to come on, please let me know if you got time. Yeah. I will be happy to have you all summer long. Trip would be great. <laughs> John, you can be our tour guide while we're in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're gonna. We'll Uber. We'll pay for an Uber. We can let him drive with it. He doesn't need to. He can have a beverage with us. We can. We can drive. Oh, I, I didn't. When I meant tour guide, I meant just make sure we go to the right places. I didn't mean drive. All right, good. <laughs> I appreciate John for tuning in. Comment that made it fun tonight. That was awesome. Yes, he did. Add a little zest to this. Podcast. Go Braves. <laughs> go Braves, but not super hard because <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals go. still need to make playoffs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, you have now created a monster. Now you have to make it happen, Darren. Yeah, um, you just may have go. to kidnap me. All right. We'll see you in um, 2026. But Fat Boy Fadeaway <laughs> wins your next show. We're going to do one again Sunday. Might do a little NBA post game this week at some point here. I'm going to see if I can get some people on. Maybe Doug from Hoops of a uh, House of was it Hoops? No. Hoops of Agenda there. I want to make sure I got that right there. Uh, go Braves. Yes, damn you. Go Braves. He has an A on the hat. I'm a fan. It has an A on the hat, John, so you can be a fan of that. But yeah, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports. Definitely be talking to the owner a little bit this week. Um, less Warriors now, but there's a lot of trade stuff to still go on there. So check us out Sunday mornings. We'll be doing that here on Variety Sports Network. Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports. Um, been fun. So, yep, that's what we got going on, Josh. Awesome. Well, again, Everybody, thank you so much for joining in tonight. You can catch me on Wednesday, Birds at Bush. Jordan will be with me as normal. We'll be breaking down all the Cardinals news and the hot streak that they're on. The bats are alive, so make sure you join in the comments, interact. Make sure you go to YouTube, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Let them know we're here. And message us on Twitter, on Facebook. Let us know. We'd love to address any issues or take any of your ideas and uh, use them on the show. I actually did that last week. I got a message in. Uh, for the birds of Bush, we actually it was one of our main topics. So um, always willing to take the uh, outreach to make the shows better. Thanks so much uh, for coming on, and we will see you next week.